Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Brad Williams and Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by White Cloud e-cigarettes. We're not saying you should start smoking, but if you already do, awesome. And if you've ever wanted to try an e-cigarette, these are the ones to go with. White Cloud e-cigarettes offers over 20 flavors. That's almost as many as Baskin-Robbins. 20 flavors and 6 nicotine strengths. It's cheaper than other e-cigarettes that you'll see at convenience stores and with much more variety. White Cloud e-cigarettes... Sponsors, comedians, they've been doing it for over two years now. They've also sponsored uh, comedy festivals like the Boston Comedy Festival and the Orlando Indie Comedy Festival. If you've ever been curious about trying an e-cigarette, I have. Well, the Fling is the low-cost, no-commitment way to do so. And the Fling offers same-day UPS shipping on orders before 6 p.m. Eastern. But is there a website? Customers can go to WCESigs.com. That's WCESigs.com. But we want to make sure our listeners get them for cheap. So is there a coupon code? To get 25% off of the order, use the coupon code ALN Podcast. That's ALN Podcast at WCESigs.com to get your White Cloud e cigarettes today. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night Podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Huh? I <laughs> hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Well, we've got a, a really incredible episode today. Uh, I know I say that all the time, and that's because I think that all the time. I really love uh, the guests we get and, uh, and the episodes that, uh, that come out of that. Um, but uh, today's guest is, uh, is Nick Kroll. And if you don't know who Nick Kroll is, um, I don't think you don't, because everybody does. Because this guy's been in and on everything. He's been in the movie Dinner for Schmucks, uh, Get Him to the Greek, uh, Sit Down Stand Up, um, Nick, Nick Swartzen's Pretend Time, uh, Little Fockers, uh, Children's Hospital, Community, The Life and Times of Tim. He's done voices on and American Dad and Family Guy. He's been on New Girl, Burning Love, uh, uh, Jesus, uh, Parks and Recreation, Drunk History, uh, he plays Ruxin on The League. Uh, he's been on The Soup. Uh, and, of course, he's got his own sketch show on Comedy Central called Kroll Show, uh, which is in its third and final season right now, which you can see on Comedy Central at 10.30, 9.30 Central. And I highly recommend you watch it. Um, I've always been such a huge fan of Nick Kroll. He first hit the scene on ABC's Cavemen, uh, which you know was based on the uh, Geico, the popular Geico commercial. And, uh, you know, that show didn't work out, but Nick's career uh, has, uh, indubitably. Uh, the guy's just one of the funniest dudes in the business, and uh, I think that's why he's, he's worked so much. And uh, I've always been a fan of guys that, uh, that, that are great at characters, um, and Nick Kroll, uh, to me, is one of the best. He uh, Original characters uh, that, that seem like real people. Um, on his show, Kroll Show, he, he really gets to uh, have a lot of fun with that, and he talks about... You know, creating these characters and, and, and how having his own show seemed like the appropriate uh, move after um, creating so many different personalities. Uh, we really get into a lot of that stuff on the podcast and where he grew up and, and starting stand-up and, and uh, you know, meeting Bill Murray for the first time. Uh, it's a really incredible episode. Um, uh, check out Kroll Show. You have to. I mean, characters like Bobby Bottle Service, uh, Fabrice Fabrice. 
Uh, <laughs> shit. Oh, hello. Young Larry Bird. Uh, the dude's just uh, just one of the best out there. Uh, follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Kroll. NickKroll.com for all his tour dates. And again, Kroll Show, Comedy Central, Tuesday nights, 1030, 930 Central. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter at Funny Brad. Uh, Brad Williams this weekend is going to be at the uh, Jukebox Comedy Club in Peoria, Illinois, February 12th. 13th and 14th. Get your tickets uh, at bradwilliamscomedy.com I, uh, tomorrow, embark on the uh, nationwide stand-up comedy tour with my buddy Adam Devine. I can't believe it's finally here. Uh, We are hitting the road for almost a month. uh, February 10th through March 7th. We start in Austin, Texas at the Paramount Theater. Then we go to Nashville. uh, Then we go to uh, Orlando. Raleigh, North Carolina. Amherst. Uh, Massachusetts, uh, and then New York City, Pennsylvania, D.C., Boston, Bloomington, Illinois, Chicago, uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, uh, Boulder, Colorado, Vancouver, B.C., Seattle, Washington, my hometown, which I'm really pumped about, uh, Portland, Oregon, Anaheim, California, and then we end the tour in San Diego at the House of Blues. Get your tickets. uh, Google Adam Devine Comedy Tour. There's links all over the place. Ticketmaster, all that stuff. And come out and see us and party with us. It's going to be bananas. Uh, Of course, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Comment on iTunes. Give it a five-star rating and comment on the iTunes page. That helps us climb the charts. Get your About Last Night merchandise uh, at estoymerchandise.com. E-S-T-O-Y merchandise.com. As I told you before, we've got a new shirt coming out in a few weeks that we're really pumped about. I think you will, too. So get your ABLN t-shirts at estoymerchandise.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. we got a lot of more killer guests coming up. Don't miss out every Monday. Those are the Twitter handles. Those are the tour dates. That's all the merch info. So now, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and enjoy a hilarious episode of the About Last Night podcast with Mr. Nick Kroll. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast. Rate singing that. It's an amazing song. I think that's that's what that is, right? This is uh, Angel from Montgomery by John Prine. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's... Is Bonnie Wright in John the John Prine band? I don't know, but she, she does a version of Angel from Montgomery that I think this might be. It's an amazing... There's like a, a live version of her doing it in like the early 70s on like Johnny Cash's show. Nice. Should I, should, should I be like crocheting in the corner right now? Yeah. What, like by to the way, kind of fit the mood? Yeah. By the way... <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey Brad, you be you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 just trying to live, I'm trying live to your life. Here. You know what I mean? Live your vibe. <laughs> Are you? Do you have any? Have you gotten to a point to where you're starting to? Uh, what probably giving advice to like younger comedians or actors? Have you said anything so ridiculous because you're trying to like come up with a great answer that you've said something just like you know what, man? At the end of the day, just fucking live it up and do what you do and and well, carpe is, diem man it is so funny because you do i have start, it's weird to think of oneself as a veteran um mm-hmm. where it's like oh i'm now in the middle of all of this yeah. there's where i'm not at the beginning 
Um, and so occasionally someone will be, it's, it's usually like outside of the improv or something like yeah. that. A dude will be like, Hey man, I've been at it for a few years. And I'm just trying to figure out, like, I want to, you know, and it is, it, it is that cheesy thing where everyone, I mean, the, it's the easiest way to get out of a conversation and the most true, which is just like, just do it. Like yeah. there's just yeah. no, there's no, because you can't tell someone i mean if you know someone you're like oh that dude's talented or that dude isn't talented and so Mm -hmm. i can give vice advice accordingly yeah where it's like if someone's not talented you're like hey man (laughs) just keep at it (laughs) yeah you give a but it is you know because but but maybe experiment with different things maybe Maybe be a prop guy dude there's only a couple of those maybe a youtube channel Uh, can you sing but by the way those i mean that is probably the, yeah, that is the most the logical. It's like because those kids, those guys are doing better than all of us. Do a vlog, make eight million a year I, just by I know talking yeah. about Kardashian butt cheeks twice a week. It, it's amazing. Uh, it's truly, I and mean, that's the thing is like that's the other thing is I don't know even feel that comfortable giving advice because the landscape of where comedy is and media is now is very different than when i started like 12 years ago Mm -hmm. where you know when i start i mean it sounds crazy to be like but when i started but when i started it was like you know there there was no videos on the internet i mean there was like e-bombs world and that was just remember that what what were some of the big videos on e-bombs the the grape crushing woman yes yeah that was help me help me what did she, what'd she say when she fell yeah. oh my god yeah. Uh, there, there, yeah there was that one there was of course the legendary star wars kid like yeah yeah like st- st- stuff like that that was just you would just go to file sharing websites yeah. and that's about it yeah and then it was i remember when uh lonely island got on snl and they youtube i mean that was yeah. the first time anything was put on youtube it was the first time you could do anything sketch related and blow up from that because yeah. And they were already on SNL. I yeah. mean, there was a thing when I was in New York, and, and there was Channel 101 in, in yeah, LA, and then Channel One. We this, someone started Channel 102 in in New York, and so mm-hmm. we would watch Channel 101 videos and be like, "Oh, that's and like the Lonely Island Kids, for example." Before they were on SNL, they were doing that stuff, and yeah. I was like, "We were like, oh wow, it was the first time you could see what LA was doing, you know, from New York." Yeah, and now right. the idea of that is so crazy to think that you don't know. Everything everyone's doing all the time. Yeah. Now, yeah, now you can see what this dude from South Park, the Pootie Pie guy, is doing, and yeah. he's and he lives in like Austria yeah. or, or something he like lives that. In Sweden, and he's got yeah. thirty million followers. <laughs> so, so insane. I, so I don't feel like I don't feel in a certain way qualified to be like, hey, you're young, trying to break through now because it was different than what we were, what yeah. I was trying mm-hmm. to do, which is like. I don't know. You do stand up. Maybe you do a live sketch show and hopefully, like, go to the Aspen Comedy Festival and get right. discovered. And hopefully, right. the right people see you live because otherwise, you're just. I remember when I was making home movies in seventh and eighth grade. My buddies and I, we br- have the VHS, and then we would like bring it over to other friends' houses. Yeah. Like, Look what we made last week. Well, that's also like, yeah, we would go to like I made a short in like oh four or oh five of oh four maybe or something like that. That we would show at film festivals and like submit, send a VHS to, you know, rooftop comedy in in San Francisco before it yeah. became whatever the internet thing it was. So, mm-hmm. and it got rejected. I just want to. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, uh, my, we, my record company, Rooftop Comedy, yeah, rejected Nick yes, Kroll. Yes, I'm gonna yes. write a strongly worded letter. Thank you. Very um, strongly worded. And it was like they. So anyway, so it, it, look, so but but what the the the. But what what you can say to anyone who ask asks for advice is like is just like just just do it yeah, do it yeah. constantly yeah. because nobody I know 
even the YouTube kids now, I mean, I guess they're ones who become overnight sensations, but they don't really last if they don't have some underlying skill set. And I would right. say if you do want to be a comedian, like there's no substitution for doing it constantly, even if it's like like so if you look at like Zach Galifianakis who we all were like, oh, that's the funniest dude before right. the hangover. Like yep, we, yeah, exactly. everyone in comedy was like, that's the funniest dude. And his vibe is so like, yeah, whatever. But it's like that dude was doing five nights, six nights a week of shows for 10 years before he right. even got into like, you know, like the, the weird like snow movie that he did <laughs> five years before he did like the Sean Penn movie, which was right, three right. years before he did the hangover. It's right. like. Everybody just has to do it fucking constantly. Or someone with those headphones? Yeah, yeah. They're a little in and out. That's fine. Oh, what if it's battery? Thank you. Thank you. I'm so sick to put your fucking your warm ear around. Clean Jewish ears. Clean Jewish ears. something. She she goes clean your ears. Clean. Wear five coats before you leave the house. You got her. <laughs> you do you have to though, for real. Did you have a super uh, Jewy mom? Do you? I have a. Mom, she is Jewish. She's not super Jewy though. Yeah, you know she is in certain respects, but not in like no. a crazy like a coat over. She's overprotective in her own way, I guess. Your mom overfeed? Uh, sort of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went home recently and like had a like I went up to my house for brunch and like a couple of my siblings were there with their kids and. I just was looking at the sp- – it was stressing me out how much food was there. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> it, w- it was stressing you out. Was it like it the was, scene from it, Hook? <laughs> oh, I wish it was the scene from Hook. Whenever I think about the what delectable food is, oh, I God. picture that scene from so Hook. So why? It's the, the best. Like, the pink and like teal creams. Yeah. I remember, like, it, was, it looked like uh, some sort of acrylic paint they yeah. were eating, but you were like, you know what? I don't but care it if delicious. it is paint. It yeah. looks so good. It looks so good. And some, some sort of turkey leg that they yeah. would serve like at a medieval time. Yeah. But but not make you feel like you were about to get the plague. Yeah, it was yeah. so good. And then there was like a bowl of fruit by the foots, just like that didn't belong <laughs> the there. That was just on. I took pictures of it on my phone, by the way, of that food. <laughs> what? Because it, 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 it's such a visceral memory for us. I it guess is, yeah. it's just like when people. I think a lot of people around our age like think about it. They think about that. Did you like text to your mom like next Thanksgiving yeah. this? Yeah, I want. I bang, want Charlotte. I want Charlotte Hornets colored food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh uh, wait, so this was Westchester, right? Westchester. Yeah. How, how was that like growing up there? It was fine. Funny, it was... funny town. What about that uh, place? Uh, my town? Uh, no, not particularly. Um, I mean, my family's funny. I think. Uh, I, I no, I don't like. I went to like a Jewish day school, and then I went to a private high school. I was pretty sheltered, I guess, in that regard. Uh, and then I went to this place called the Mountain School up in in Vermont for a semester, and that was like let the beginning of like letting letting your freak flag fly a yeah, little bit. Yeah, they just the name of it, the Mountain School. Yeah, you live on a farm in in Vermont, um, and Holy so crap. and that was really cool. There was like forty five kids one semester, but it, that was sort of like oh okay, it's cool to be weird. I didn't just grow up in a town, and I think maybe it's also just different now. Again, I'm saying this like a fucking thing, but you know, now I think it's like you know, it's a little cooler to be a weird Fuck yeah. performer. Well, that, and, well, that, and that, and nowadays, if if you are considered weird or whatever, there's all these ways to hook up with other people yes. that are sharing your that are sharing your interests for sure. Whether it be a YouTube channel or whatever. Uh, I mean, like we just pretty much had like, okay, we're gonna do high school theater and. Yeah. 
hopefully there's some kids that I can tolerate being around. Yeah, for sure. And I, <laughs> and I did a little of it. And it wasn't like I felt like I was a pretty regular. Like, I didn't feel like I was like an outcast. But I also just was there was a part of me that was like, I think I want like just my friends who I, I'm still buddies with just like weren't like, you know, artsy kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What about were you? Were you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was. Um, did you do theater? Yeah, I did theater all through high school. I mean, I was, you know, the dream in sixth grade. I was either going to be a Ninja Turtle, mm-hmm. uh, a play-by-play announcer, sports, mm-hmm. or uh, or be in the NBA. And then I realized not too many, you know, Weinstein for three, uh, not too much of that shit being uh, called out. And then also, and then I started doing plays in fifth and sixth grade as like a hobby. And then high school got more serious. And yeah. then when I quit football my sophomore high school. To play Danny Zuko in Greece. That's when I was like, that's oh, I should, that's when I'm like, all right, I think this is going to. But by the way, you were playing Danny Zuko and that's pretty good, you know? Yeah. yeah I mean, but, but it was, but the, that, I, you know, that's the, at least the lead. I mean, uh, I quit the wrestling team to play a monkey on once on this island. I mean, that's not exactly, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Danny you, Zuko in Greece. It's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, did, did you have any lines? Yeah. And, and, and I got to slap a kid. So that was fun. Yeah. You know, it was, it was kind of like, oh, wow, the, the, Dwarf can pack a punch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was did good. You, did you let go? Did you really let him have it? Oh, absolutely. Like like rehearsals, it was all like all nice yeah, and like oh, oh the day of. It's like the adrenaline's pumping. You're like, this will be the moment that defines my high school life. Boom! Yeah. And just na- and just nailed the guy. <laughs> it was so much fun. He was just like, what am I? Why am I? <laughs> and like and, and like you could tell he snapped back and he wanted to hit me back. He's right. like, but. I can't. My character's supposed to be weak. True to the theater. Yeah. Uh, Were there any dwarves in Westchester growing (laughs) up? Um, I'm always curious. We talked about this a few podcasts ago about uh, how many dwarves in other states there are. So I'm curious, like in an area like that. Um, I don't. uh, There were none in my school. None at the schools I went to. Either school. What has been your interaction with the little people, Nick (laughs) Roll? Tell us. The world Um, wants to know. I'm trying to think. It's been. It's been. You know. To be honest, it's been probably more in the comedy scene of you know a few. Just knowing a couple guys and, and yeah. ladies around then, uh, but none in not none that I can remember going to school with. Um, which is, I mean, I guess within like if you go to a Jewish day school, they're going to be uh, just some people. You're like, I don't know if that's just a tiny Jew or <laughs> or a little person. You know what? I, I think that'd be a great game. Mario show. Lopez, Jew or dwarf? Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to Jew or yeah. dwarf. Oh. <laughs> I don't even want to know what the what, what the grand prizes would be. Mario Lopez or, would have to host it. <laughs> by the way, he'd do a great job. He would I'll, do it. I'll, 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 I'll watch that guy. I'll do you die. know Mario Lopez? I feel like you're in the circles I'm now. Trying that to think that, if, no. I'm trying to remember if I've ever met Mario Lopez. You had to have. I, I, I think that's kind of like a notch in the belt. Like, uh, you, 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 you know, you say that I know, Ma- I know I, Mario Lopez. I, Mario and I are. No, I don't think I've met him. But I, <laughs> you know who I do know uh, or have met is... Um, my brother went to college with a guy who's like best friend from high school is Billy Bush. Nice. Um, and you know Billy Bush, not only the host of Extra, but also George Bush's yeah. nephew, mm-hmm. uh, W's nephew, um, and um, or George, or no, his cousin, I guess, because really, because his Billy Bush's father is George H W Bush's brother. Okay. Does that make sense? Anyway, yeah. so. Um, but so I, I had never met him before, but I went to a Rangers game last year. We went to the, I was at the Rangers Kings, uh, the finals, oh, yeah, the finals and, yeah. um, and I s- ended up sitting next to him by all, 
And he was like, Nick Kroll. <laughs> now, when he talks to you, do you hear the techno music shoo, like behind shoo. him? Every time he said it. Extra, extra. Oh, no, wait, no. Access Hollywood. Is he Access Threat? He yeah. is Access Hollywood. Um, How well, dare us? Yeah, boy. <laughs> following uh, Jew or Dwarf, it's Billy Bush. Does he host Extra or Access? And... Uh, yeah, he was, and he's super nice guy, and like a great guy to go to a hockey game with. I feel like he's genuinely one of those people that's fired up about life. Yes, he is. Right? He he ge- genuinely is. Like he's just like, wow, that was a great play. <laughs> but he, and he's super nice. But and he like, means it. But he means it. And a, truly, yeah. the perfect guy because he was also. We both grew up Ranger fans. We're at in, in nice. at Stable Center watching the Kings game, and so like every play, you were next to a guy who was super psyched. Sure, to, like and, high five and have and a that's beer. Rare. And also, you're in the Staples Center. Yeah. So you're surrounded by Kings fans. And yeah. Not the most polite bunch. Yeah, not the most polite bunch. <laughs> and you're next to Billy Bush, who's just like, yeah, man. Great oh. shot. Hey, think. Hey, Nick, thanks for that lemonade, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, just real Truly. appreciative. Uh, I was at a Kings game one time where uh, two fans of mine actually wanted me to marry them. They, wa- they, they, they wanted me to become an ordained minister, and I did. All at the... All at the Kings game. So I'm marrying them in between periods. Are you serious? Yes. I'm dead serious. And like, uh, it's like Bailey, the mascot for the Kings, uh-huh. the little lion. He's like a witness, and like the ice girls are like there. It's the craziest Wait, shit. did this happen by chance, or they set it up? Uh, they they had set it up. Oh, okay. Like, I thought this all happened. They like saw you at the, like, oh! <laughs> Yo, dude, right now. No. <laughs> like, it, it was planned out. We uh, did it in the penalty box. And like, there are Kings fans heckling. <laughs> like the marriage ceremony, oh like at like as it's happening. Don't do it. You could do better. Like, I, That's amazing. I fuck her. I don't know why I'm giving him New York accents. Yeah, uh, but like, yeah, oh, it, transplants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it was just so ridiculous to be like. Well, yeah, well first of all, it's ridiculous. Were you the fact yeah, because they had a microphone on me, yeah. and I'm like talking in front of the entire Staples Center. And how, is it hard to get ordained? It's not, right? It's- no, it took two minutes on U- on UniversalLifeChurch.com. Right, that's what it is. That's like twenty five bucks or something. Yeah, and that's crazy. And they even send you a little plaque. Will you marry Adam and I right here? <laughs> yeah, I was at, absolutely. I, was, I mean, I'm glad well, you brought it up. Wait a minute. I mean, I'm ordained by the Universal Life Church. I don't know if they married Jews, uh-huh. mm. but gays are fine. Oh yeah, yes. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gays are fine. Oh yeah, they're, they're, yeah, 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 they're cool. They're very, they're very, 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 very progressive. Very progressive. Were there people? Um, how, how many of your like uh, um, characters are based off people that you either grew up with or that you know? Like, I mean, well, I feel like that's usually kind of how it goes, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a combo of where you were. You're from Seattle. You're from Seattle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, so you read New York to me, but I guess everybody it's just thinks Jew. that. It's I don't just know because you're Jew. It's Jew. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess, and maybe the I don't know the accent because your accent doesn't sound Seattle. But is there a Seattle accent? There's Eddie Vedder. There's, there's Eddie Vedder. Right. No, I guess Pacific Northwest. Right now, right now it's just all tears. <laughs> oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> oh, I got to. I mean, I had to. Sorry, I know, buddy. We can talk about it for a second. Can I be honest? It's re- literally. Here's what I will say. Okay. Here's my take on all of it. You mind pulling that mic? I, just, I feel like you yeah. tilted it. There you go. How's that? Yeah. This is better. Here's yeah. what I'll say. I, I'm not a. I grew up a Cowboys fan, but I don't mm-hmm. like the Cowboys. If that makes sense. Like I root for them because I grew up with liking them, but now I'm like the idea that I'm a Jerry Jones fan. Yeah. That I support anything Jerry Jones is, is, yeah. is tough. But uh, so I root for a good game, and I have, I have specific players or things that I like. You know, so like for example, I think Marshawn Lynch is awesome. I fuck. I love the way love he plays. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that way he plays, and I love. I think he's funny. Yeah. As fuck, I think he's you know he's so cool. Yeah, and that thing I don't know if you saw the outtakes he did on Conan 
where with he, him and uh, uh, Gronk, yeah, yeah, where they're like playing video games against each other, talk, talking shit. It's yeah. some like he says slang that like even like the the most hardcore black people are like, I have no idea what the fuck. He yeah, just he's said. hilarious. <laughs> like, he was how to grab his nuts and shit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I had seen him months ago or years ago, like when he was still in Buffalo. It was like this. He gave an interview about how he liked um, TGI Fridays a lot. <laughs> Uh, I think it's like an early, early Marshawn Lynch interview yeah. when he was still in before he like got suspended for smoking weed and right. had left Buffalo. Um, super. And I was like, this guy's funny. Yeah. So I'm a fan of him. I'm a fan of the way he plays the game. And I think I had no problem with any of the press conference stuff. I loved it because he is funny. Yeah. He, he's just like, just don't interview me. I don't want to be surrounded by you all in a room, like yeah. uh, whatever. So he's all about that action. Like yeah. his, his mom told him from an early age, he was like, "Actions speak louder than words." Yeah. And I think also he must have gotten burned at some point. Yeah. And then I think also he he knows that's not going to help him out. And also, there's no, you know, it's in the contract you have to address the yeah. press. It's not in the contract you have to be articulate and give these great responses. No. And by the way, he gets more. He got more attention for that. Unbelievable. And it was more interesting. Arian Foster did a very interesting interview with Stephen A. Smith, that, which yeah. I thought was fantastic. Yeah. I was like, "Ooh, Arian Foster is a smart guy." Yeah, he, put, yeah. he put it to Stephen A. Which yeah, I which is, I was like, was, Arian was like quite intelligent. So uh, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Russell Wilson. He seems like a like a too good. There's something like 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 a lot of a lot of God talk, and I'll, it just feels a little like oh shucks, like I can't believe how I ended up here, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I know, but like like he goes and he sees kids every Tuesday at, at, at a hospital. Yes. He seems like a good dude. He does seem like a good dude. But I think I, it's just the, the fate, the God stuff is really like a strong. It's that's, strong. that's driving him. Yeah, and by the way, like more power to you. Got faith. Good for you. I just there's something about him that here's. But here's the, what comes down to for me for the Seahawks this year is like they didn't deserve. They shouldn't have gotten to the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, well, and that's what I'm. T- <laughs> All right. Well, fuck both of you. But that's what I'm telling myself to get over. Yes. Like I, I went through so much. Um, oh man, just emotional. You know, and then you check yourself after a while when you're like, oh man, you're letting this affect your actual yeah, life. Yeah, this is an invisible this game, is a, this involving a game nothing. These right. guys have no idea I exist, <laughs> and I'll, we'll probably never know I exist. Yeah, I saw Marshawn Lynch once at a hotel. Uh, gave him a fist pump. He gave me a really gangster head nod. Yeah, and I was like, cool. We kind of know each other now in my well, delusional sports right. fan world. Now you're on the team. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Congrats. <laughs> but like, I I did have to after I had to cut off. It's like if a girl breaks up you, you like I got to delete the phone number. Yeah, I got to give the phone number to a buddy and say, don't give this to me unless. I'm really drunk one night, you know, and you're just like, I can't talk to her, look at Facebook. I had to stop listening to sports radio and ESPN because I was torturing myself with it and listening to every angle and listening. I I had stopped listening to reporters and athletes, and I was like, you know, trying to find tweets from like, you know, what does DMX think about the game? Right. (laughs) Just to get another perspective. Oh, man. Gotta run the ball. (laughs) Nice. Fucking thank thank you. Sam Elliott meets Gary Busey. Perfect. uh, Which is how you do a DMX. Perfect. (laughs) Pretty much. And so, uh, but then I got to the point, like you just said, Nick, where I was like, you know what? weren't even supposed to fucking be there so i should be glad i even got to watch the super bowl yes i mean it's worse in some regards of like being able to like you're like finally get a date with the super hot girl and then it doesn't go well you're like oh that was that's a bigger bummer than if she had never gone out with me to begin with yeah but at least last year you got to fuck the playboy model anyway yes well that's the thing is like solace so greedy they deserved it last year i was happy for them this year, I was like, the, to me, they were a decent team. They were squeaking by a lot of victories. And then they shouldn't have beaten Green Bay. Like, Gr- Green Bay lost that game. I 1,000% agree Green with Bay that. lost that game. Seattle did not win it, in my mind. Well, I mean, I mean they won some it. Some of they, those yeah. plays were, I mean, you're right, because 
That onside, I mean, hey, the two-point conversion was unbelievable. The yeah. um, Oh, no, they had the yeah. plays Wilson and Lynch made on those last few drives were great. Yes. But that onside's kick, that was, I mean, there's just no reason that that should have happened. Yeah, and and just the fact that they were stalling. T- and and terrible for the first three quarters of that game. So, yeah. And then the the catch, that like crazy catch, which was amazing. It's like they theoretically shouldn't have been even that far down. Curse in the Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah. It was an amazing catch. So, Isn't that it crazy said, that that's I, forgotten now? Like, I know. It's, <laughs> you win the Super Bowl, that's one of the greatest catches ever. Yeah, it's yeah. gone. And, you know, the other thing is, the other side of it all is, like, I don't like Bill Belichick. I think he's a cheater. <laughs> so, it's not like right. I was, like, thrilled that the Patriots won. Yeah. I just, all I, I was rooting for, weirdly, I was rooting for Brady and for Marshawn Lynch. Now, 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 your experiences on the league, you've gotten to meet quite a few players. So does that, like, factor into you um, either picking a team or rooting or just... Uh, you know, I, the guys who I've... You know, Marshawn was on the show. I didn't personally deal with him, but okay. everyone... There's a... Um, I can't. It's not my story. So, I, but there's he he was hilarious in his. Oh, you can his, do the story. It's all good. I can't. Just give, it's not. Just it's, give credit to whoever guy it is. Well, it's it's. I I don't know it entirely, but okay. it's an amazing. Anyway, but he let's just say that like Marshawn pranked the show pretty hard in in and and nice. was, but was awesome doing yeah. the show. Nice. Um. So. Um. And then, like, like for example, like season two or something, we did this the Shiva Bowl shuffle right before production started, and it was Brent Grimes, Sidney Rice, and Maurice Jones Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those guys from that point forward, I root, was rooting for. Yeah. Um, and Brent Grimes has turned out to become like one of the best cornerbacks in the game, perennial Pro Bowler. He's a big cornerback now. I think he's on the Dolphins or something, and he's nasty. And he's like five nine. I mean the guy, and he can go up against like you know wide receivers that are like six six. I yeah. mean he's insane. He's really. By the way, I cry every time an announcer goes, "He's a short dude at five foot nine. <laughs> you're like, "Fuck you, <laughs> Al Michaels. You don't know my struggle." Yeah, well, you could you could end up on the Patriots next year if you have good enough hands. There's always like a little white guy on the. There Patriots. is. They they always have like either the Danny Woodhead yeah. or, the, or the West Welker yeah, guy or like and, and Julian and, Edelman. Yeah. Oh, but oh, did you see on uh, Deadspin today? Someone, the girl, right? Yeah, the girl. Yeah, she no. her Tinder profile oh, God. is her in bed with Edelman. He's passed out. He's passed out. He's just sleeping. And then post sex. Yeah, and then it, it says on there, "Just fucked Edelman, no lie." And she's sitting there like, <laughs> "Is he married bro? or no? No, he's not." Oh, okay, yeah. so it's yeah. So that part's okay because that would that would suck. It sucks. It sucks that that that's how it all works now. Yeah, right. It sucks, man. I mean, it's fine, but you're great to ask, is he married? Because then that's the real, like... Yeah, if he's not married, you're like, oh, what a bummer, man. It's just an invasion man. of privacy. It's an invasion yeah. of privacy. If he's married, you're like, ooh, <laughs> Super Bowl win just got a lot tougher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to give away half your ring. But, uh, yeah, so, like, now, it, but, uh, but to that point... Uh yeah, like now you can't like like when you're texting a girl or something and just trying to have a normal conversation, trying to have like normal relationships, it's in your head like, oh right, someone could screenshot this, put it up, and say, isn't this guy weird? Oh yeah, what a bummer, man. (laughs) Do you read any comments on on video? Because I read um. I read at replies on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't go out of my way to seek out more than that. Um, and like reviews for Kroll Show and stuff like that. You need to pay attention. To yeah, it, right? I pay. I pay some attention. I try not to pay too much attention to it. Um, you know, I, I find that the the internet is this amazing tool where you can get a sense of what your fans or you know people are enjoying or not enjoying. 
Um, but then on top of that, you then, but I don't go out of my way to search my name without right. at replies. Every now and again, someone will write something like at Nick Kroll, you suck or your show sucks or fuck mm-hmm. you or whatever it is. Like, and, and it's like, oh, that's annoying that, but I'm always like, if someone spent the time to go write at Nick Kroll and right. then an insult, I'm like, guys, that person's sort of broken in some way. Yeah, right? cause like, I, just I'm quietly always, dislike me. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. I'm all, I'm always fascinated by that. Cause sure. We've, we're all inundated with tons of movies and shows and music and all that. I, I've never seen a show or a movie and thought, they must know how I feel. Sure, <laughs> for sure. And so I can, but it's, but then there are times where you're like, oh, I've, you know, you read something. If you're searching your name, either online right. or whatever, um, someone does a tweet or something. Yeah, like that, or trying I just, to be funny. I read a, I read a review. Someone did a review of like um, the DVD of Kroll Show season one. I read the first like two paragraphs. I was like, oh, this guy hates me and hates my show. <laughs> I don't need to keep reading, right? Because yeah. I also good. because there, and then occasionally there's reviews of uh, where you're like, no, that's a fair, that's fair. Like this episode was, you know, not entirely was a, maybe not perfectly structured, but sometimes you read stuff, you're like, this is not logical. This person's hating for the sake of, being yeah, whatever angry. it is, yeah. yeah. So I'm not gonna. So I try not to. I try not to, yeah, spend too much time on it. What about on some of the character, like uh, when you post the uh, uh, which. It's still one of my favorite videos of all time. Mm-hmm. The Bobby Bottle Service Jersey Shore mm-hmm. audition. Like, are there people so delusional sometimes that will post um, like comments like they think oh, it's they a real think person? It's real. Like uh, early on with Bobby, I think there were probably a few people who um, thought that I haven't. Like, this guy's a tool. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. fuck this guy. For the most part, it's for the most part people you know knew that it was f- fake but i think I c- every now and again you get someone who doesn't quite get it but i i i mean which i love but i was never great at i was never great at the like i'm gonna fool you with this guy right, you yeah. know what i mean like 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 um even the stuff that i would do like man on the street stuff like with like a fabrice fabrice character i do is like yeah. kind of a services coordinator for that's a raven and sort of a flamboyant like i just like that by the way we've referenced yeah. that's so raven on this podcast so many times yeah. so the fact that that's oh yeah yeah no, that's that was his happy. job so but we would do some man on the street stuff with him and i very rarely was trying to f- i mean sometimes you deal with people who don't know what's going on but i i was never a big fan of i'm just not that good or wanting to deal with the idea of like fooling people into thinking that i'm a real person right you so know? but you get i mean do you how lost in the character do you get when you're i doing try to go pretty deep just because it's makes it all fun but it's not like a um like when you hear about like sasha baron cohen's process on doing like borat or bruno um stuff like that i'm blown away when he's doing that when he was doing that stuff in with real people right it just takes it takes a lot of energy doing any man on the street stuff is really exhausting yeah. in its own way um and trying to fool people also is super exhausting and, and like like mike myers for uh, his i think it was the guru character mm-hmm. like remember he was like you know, workshopping it and going and doing yeah. it. Like and he was doing it for a while in New yeah. York. Yeah. Did you? So did you? I mean, what was your a lot of my? Uh, you know, a lot of my characters, at least before the show started, was I would do them live, figure out what audiences were responding to as far as like fun or and just doing self discovery stuff of like, um, you know, Bobby and Fabrice and Oh Hello and those guys were all started live. Uh, once we started making the show scheduling wise, it was tough to like 
be like, all right, well, I'm going to get all my costumes and wigs together and go do that now and, and then shoot tomorrow or write tomorrow. So it became less and less of that. And also podcasts became a more useful way to like going and doing like comedy bang bang and being like, oh, I'll go work on this. And then seeing people be like, oh, I love when he did that. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay. People sort of got into that. Because okay. um, again, as it's a, obviously a very big change from where we started that you all of a sudden have a similar thing where you can kind of fuck around like you would normally, like I would have done on stage at UCB. Yeah. Seven, eight years ago now it's like you do a podcast pretty low stakes of like sure if it if it works or not that um that you can then be like oh okay like that worked um would you kind of do that with the videos too somewhat yeah. um the videos i i'm a little was a little more precious yeah, with for sure. um but uh and that's what and that's when then become what becomes in the when we were writing the show the writer's room so i'll come across a new character that i'm sort of interested in uh, like this year, there's this Australian character that I sort of did last year a little bit, and I just got into the voice and started doing it in the writers' room, and then here and then hearing where people were laughing or what was getting, you know, and then that became sort of how I would workshop it before doing it live. How many uh, writers in the uh, Kroll showroom? Um, it sort of depended, but I would say there was about. Um, at any given moment, like five writers or something like yeah. that. This guy, John Levenstein, ran the show, and he was the... Um, I had met him uh, on The Life and Times of Tim, which is an HBO animated HBO show. show. That was yeah, great. So yeah, good. that he ran um, for a season, um, and he had been on Arrested Development before that. Um, so he came and ran the show, and then John Daly, who's an act, a producer on the show and writer on the show, and obviously actors, does Wendy Sean and Rich Dix and Peter Paparazzo and Gene Creamers. In, yeah, he's uh, incredible. He's super talented. You guys been buddies dude. for a while? Yeah, we, we're UCB guys in New York, and then when we came out here, we started working together. We like made like Rich Dix. And so Rich Dix, we did a little bit on stage, and then we shot that for Funny or Die, and then we were like, ooh, we like that. So let's keep making that. Um, it's so funny that you're, I mean, just the amount of workshop, I mean, workshopping that you were doing for all these characters and sketches that like, I mean, was the goal always to like, oh, eventually I want to take all the stuff I'm doing and, or is this just a, a creative outlet? Um, it was a creative outlet. And then at some point I was like, God, I've, you know, Got a I lot. keep doing all these characters. <laughs> mm -hmm. Clearly I have some interest in, you know, and I did a, my special, I did a, Thank you, very cool. Which yeah, came out great. in like mm -hmm. 11, 10, uh, like I think two thousand eleven. Anyway, it was stand up and characters mixed in, and that became sort of a backdoor pilot for Comedy Central. That was so dope, by the way, because that just I, I mean nobody done that before, and it was thanks. Yeah, it was. I think like weirdly, like Billy Crystal had done some version of characters integrated into the special in like the eighties, mm -hmm. like Welcome to Moscow or something like yeah. that. Um, and. Um, like and and then when you had experience uh, in the writers' room of Chappelle's show, like did mm -hmm. you bring any of that to your show? Well, we you know my experience on Chappelle's show was less. We they, we weren't that wasn't a writers' room. That was like Neil. Um, I knew Neil Brennan from doing or comedy in New York. I yeah, just met yeah. him. Like you know, he was moving to New York to do Chappelle's show and was doing like open mics, book shows, like just getting up on stage. I met him through that. And he came to he came to me and the group I was working with at the time, and they were accepting submissions. So we were just submitting a bunch of sketches. Okay. So it wasn't a writer's room situation okay. like um, um, like my room was. It's the it's partly like laws have changed, like union regulations have changed. So <laughs> yeah. like I would have loved to have taken submissions from 
lots of people and then mm-hmm. been like, I like that. I'll pay you X amount of dollars for that. It doesn't, we, you can't do that anymore on, on TV, right. at least on Comedy Central. Sure. And, and I mean, in that, and you're introducing new characters all, all the time. And, and like, and like we just discussed, you have so much time that you're workshopping them and trying them out. So by the time they actually get to the show, you know exactly what that character's doing. So, yeah. if, so but if still the guy's submitting to you, like, all right, this guy hangs out with polar bears. Right. Uh, right. It's a little different with our show because it's less like premise driven sketch mm-hmm. than, and it's more character driven or story driven than your average sketch show where like, if you're doing a sketch show, you just need like, hundreds and hundreds of ideas yeah for us it was more like what would this character do and then you pitch on it in the room you, we could have done that but it's just a different thing like curb worked that way for a long time too yeah um whose idea was it to uh, to do uh the young larry bird that was so season one of the show john daly pitched the idea of like a young billy joel yeah mm-hmm. so we we all kind of love that and ran with that and then Season two, we were like, what's the equi- who's the sort of equivalent in another space? So originally, we were like, what, what's another musician? And then we kept kind of going through, like, what's another, who's parallel to Billy Joel? Like, a great who is the Billy Joel of this. Yeah. <laughs> like, so one of the greats of his industry or sport. Like, Chef Boyardee would be that for pasta. Well, <laughs> yes. Not, someone, obviously. Which, by the way, I've, I can't even tell you. Have you gone we, back to it? Well, I've, well, I've written like six different, like, when I first started doing sketches and, and YouTube videos, uh, Chef Boyardee like sketches. Uh-huh. Like, some would just be like, you know, him doing commercials. Others was I did a VH1, like, Where Are They Now? Uh-huh. One was like a really dark, like, short. Uh, so I feel like the next thing to do is to write a feature because yeah, there's you gotta no, go. It's also so open ended. There's no story on that. There's I, no, I don't know why there's, there's no, no end, lifetime movie. There's no end to Chef Boyardee. <laughs> well, what uh, if he found out he died of like gluten poisoning. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say leukemia. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure every vegan would be like, "Told you." Yeah, it's true though. <laughs> well, he, he what a life he lived though. Well, if um, you ever feel like doing a uh, Boyardee sketch, <laughs> just don't look any further than across his table. I appreciate it. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty locked into the rice aroni game. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we, we, Larry just, Larry Bird seemed like, uh, parallel in some way of like, nobody's super interested in him. Yeah. Right. Um, and then we started writing it and then it, you know, it was developed and and this season we moved him, we had it, we wrote it, we did a sketch of him at college, which we ended up not making and we made and it just didn't quite work right. But then we shot all the stuff of him, the Boston years, um, and it's called chairs and it's a parody of cheers. So Larry is like the Sam Malone of the bar and, uh, John Daly is playing literally Kelsey Grammer, Dr. Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> uh, and Seth Rogen plays Bill Walton as like a norm. Oh, yeah. I saw that character. in the, uh, I was trying to pull the video up, but, um, yeah, uh, copyright laws. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, up, do, it's up now. Okay, he, cool. Yeah, it's up now. How is this Bill Walton? Um, you know, he didn't know who Bill Walton was. I was just like <laughs> Canadian. Like, I, yeah, he's a Canadian dude. I was like, he's right, like a Uber. stoner, and he was like, okay, right. great, got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know? So yeah, and none of our. I mean, fits. well, Daly's Kelsey Grammer is really strong. My my Larry Bird is like. Not at all. I mean, I don't know really what Larry, but he's got a higher, my guy's got a lot higher voice, but it was like the, uh, my goal behind the Larry Bird impression was like that he just wants to be alone. Like he, like yeah. to me, Larry Bird, like that magic. I watched that. So for example, that I never did that live. I just watched ESPN the, 30 for 30. Yeah. 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 When, it, when it just talked about how Larry would like win a damn championship in Boston, then just go back to French Lake, Indiana. Yeah, and, and he and fucked build, up. Yeah. He fucked fences. up his back. He yeah. fucked up his back because he repaved his mother's driveway. 
that's like five years into being a pro. Like when that's he, how he when he had millions of dollars. He's yeah. like, don't worry, I got. Dude, this otherwise, mom. he'd still be playing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> sure, Robo Larry. And we have him like you'll. It's in an upcoming episode. I always I make sure to always at least have him in a sketch, like lying on his stomach, <laughs> on his <laughs> elbows. Because that's so that. sad. That became like the image of yeah. Larry towards the end. Yeah. Because his back was so fucked up. Uh, that's so dope to get. Uh, like, I mean, Seth is a buddy of yours. Uh, yeah, he's become a friend of mine. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm. I would be lying if I was like, oh, we're best friends. <laughs> well, at least you're not the person that like when they first come to L.A. and they start doing a lot of background work. Mm-hmm. And let's say they were like an extra on Notting Hill. Right. Uh, it's just the first movie that came sure. to my head. It's well, like, sure. Film. Hugh and I. I, I absolutely. Yeah, or they'll be like, you know, Julia Roberts is actually, like, a really sweet person. Yeah. Like, we had three or four scenes on Notting Hill, and, yeah. um, and you're like, oh, really, what were you? Well, I was in the background, but she would, <laughs> the way she would talk to us was just like, yeah. I don't know, and her kids are so sweet, and you're like, no. This, <laughs> the you way she would that. address us as a group yeah. and really give us the motivation for our character with us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it turns out she was looking at the craft service table, but, <laughs> you know, whatever, it's fine. I mean, I, I just feel like I got to know her. Yeah. Um, but that's cool to be. But Julia is actually very kind. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but he's he the the coolest thing about Rogan. One of the one of the things that I like about him is that he and he does Broad City. He does the league. Like if he thinks a show is funny he's or whatever, he's like, it. sure, great. Like I got a free afternoon. Like great. Like yeah. he's no he's not too concerned with being like, well, I'm a movie star. I don't do TV. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like, I feel like that's a healthy attitude. Yeah, he's and it, and he couldn't be. Fucking chiller and super. I mean, he is. He's not only a very funny guy, but he is just as uh, chill as you want him to be. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's like he gets his shit done, and he makes sure that like, like if you know, it's like we have four hours with him. It's not like he's like, yeah, I'll be here all day. You just let me know when you need me. It's like you, but you do your best to like get him in and out. Yeah. Sure. Um, but he's totally game. And he just like, if he's like, yeah, I like your show. I mean, I knew him a bit and then he tweeted at me about the show, like quoting something from the show. And I was like, Oh, maybe he'll, maybe he'd do something. Why not? And you tried and he said, yes. Yeah. And, and has it gotten to the point where the show, uh, I mean, I, I, I know it's, I, now have you done taping all the episodes? Yeah, or? we're done. Okay. Season three is all done. But I mean, like you, you had time, you had times now where it developed in something where guys would probably be calling you like comics would be calling you saying, Hey, Hey, can I, hey, can I come on the show? Yeah, we had nice. We've had nice things of people being like, if you ever, you know, if if I'm free, you know, I'd love to. Like the Craig Robinson's another one who, like, I knew, I know, not he's again not best friends, but know him, mm-hmm. and he he, I saw him out and about, and he was like, your show really makes me laugh, and I was like, great, and like I, we I found knew. something to, I yeah. was like, found something appropriate for him to do, and scheduling wise, it worked, and then you have plenty of people who are like, I love your show, and you know, scheduling doesn't work, or this is much more common is like friends or people who I love, whose comedy I respect. Um, and think are wildly talented who were like, I'd like to be on your show. And we didn't put them on the show. You just couldn't find the right thing for them, which is a helpful thing to know, to remember when you are trying to get cast in something that there are times where you're like, I want to be in this thing. This person claims they like me. They're not putting me in it. And you're like, yeah, 
I now know on the other side of that. Right. Like, yeah, I think this dude is hilarious, but we just never found the right sketch for him. And you don't want to force it because at the same time, I mean, that it, it's called the Kroll Show. So if it's not funny, they don't say like, oh, well, that uh, the 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 writers on Kroll Show aren't that good. They yeah. don't say they don't say like, oh, that gaffer totally fucked it yeah. up. It's like, yeah. no, it's Nick Kroll. Yeah, it's always. <laughs> And I tell everyone that every day on set. <laughs> Dude, the casting process really is so uh, much more bananas than people realize. Yeah, like, and also the amount of, I mean, shit like, you know, uh, Harrison Ford, I know, wasn't, uh, there were other choices for Indiana Jones, you know? I don't mm-hmm. can't, I mean, Ted mm-hmm. Danson mm-hmm. might have been, been It was one. supposed to be Tom Selleck. Was it really? Yeah, it was yes. supposed to be yes. Tom Selleck, but he couldn't get out of Magnum. What the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. And so then, and so does that mean Harrison Ford would have done uh, Mr. Baseball? Yeah, or Ooh. would he have been on Blue Bloods? Wow. Who knows? God. Who knows? I mean, yeah, now um, CBS is kicking. Yeah. Is just kicking By the way, I bet Harrison wouldn't mind that Blue Blood money right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, yeah, it's, it was, it's a very, it's a, it's, a, it's a helpful thing to remember. I still will get furious if there's something I want to get, mm-hmm. and I've been told, like, oh, they'd like you for it, and then you don't get it. You're still hurt. The, personally hurt but now but i try to go back to being like oh right like my very funny this very funny person told me very specifically like i want to be on your show and we never found the right thing for them right and it wasn't you know and, and personal and like do similar things happen with the league do players come on and say like hey i would love to be on this show and you're like yeah you're the punter i mean i have no <laughs> well we have some we've had some kickers on the show yeah mcafee um, <laughs> no we had um we had blair uh I called him the Blair Walsh, Blair Walsh, the Minnesota. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Minnesota's. Yeah, I called him Blair Walsh Project. <laughs> um, and uh, but no, I we've had the league. I have no, I have no control over. Like I don't, oh, I, I'm not. <clears throat> you know, I, I'll commute. I'll I'll pass along something. Like I'll pass along. Like hey, I met so and so, and they seem psyched about doing the show. Or uh, you know, this agent said he could get X, Y, or Z. But you know, now it was tough. For those for the Schaefers who created the the show to get players like season one or two, but once the show sort of took off, players not only started watching it but also people realized like oh, and their agents realized like oh this is a good opportunity for them to get some tape and yeah, show sure. that they're funny or show whatever like but like we just had um, this season we had Antonio Gates on again who had been the guy was the first player to do the show okay so season one he and i are getting a fight in a in a like a hot tub because he he dropped like a 40 burger against me like you know the other guy had him in my league and and um by the way hot tub fights are the best oh man but we were in a hot tub for like f- four hours and they couldn't turn the heat off no and oh so i was God. like i was just like so delirious and the whole bit is that i throw a punch at him and they cut out but i was like so delirious that I almost threw a punch at Antonio. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure the very large African American, per- perfectly it. sculpted gentleman. I think he, he could have taken right. it. And Jeff Schaefer, who's who's one of the creators of the show, and we all have a league together in the show, was very much trying to get information about Ladanian Tomlinson's like ankle from <laughs> Gates. Nice. That does happen. You're, we have players. Oh, yeah. So you're on a show about the the, the freaks that are the fantasy yeah. football fanatics and yet you're still for sure <laughs> trying oh, for to sure. trying to hit these guys up for info. For sure. That's amazing. Or just like 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 uh JJ Watt has now done the show a couple of yeah. times. Yeah. And so funny on that show by the way. He's like that's the frustrating thing is like that fucking dude you can do is everything. funny. Yes. Does that he, get a little frustrating when guys like that you're like, yo man, you've got your thing. Yeah. 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 I'm is. supposed to be the funny guy because yeah, I because I is. can't tackle a quarterback. Yeah. 
and catch and catch three touchdowns and blo- I mean and have twenty. I mean the dude is and he's like knows calligraphy apparently. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, man. He's he was super cool, like super and funny and chill and like it was it was I was like, come on, man. <laughs> you gotta oh, give us something man. now with all these guys that you've gotten to um, meet and stuff, and you know whether to become buds with or not. And this goes back to actually my question about giving advice to uh, young comics. But there's a story that I heard. Uh, it was really I think when I first um, met you or knew of you, which was from Cavemen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That was like when you hit the scene, right? Oh yeah, big my big break. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that was. I gotta be honest. There was a part of me when that came out. I was like, oh, this show is gonna be fucking huge because the commercials were so great. Yeah. You know, if you went back and, so and watched, different. like, and I, I said this before, but if you go back and watch the show, it's like, it's no better or worse than, you know, it's not, it's not, it was not a bad show. It was not, look, it was not the, it was according to Jim, let's just no, be honest. It was, <laughs> I did have Mason jars full of urine rounds set, like, <laughs> like Belushi, though. But, um, but like, but like, yeah, you look at that show, it, and maybe just the fact that it was taken from a commercial, people sure. didn't want to hop on board. The, 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 the same way that they, they didn't hop on board of My Big Fat Greek Life, or sure. the shit my dad says sitcom. Sure, or sure. Just, people, yeah. get, people like to lock into one show a season mm-hmm. that, and the premise of which, and by the way, I also think like genuinely, Part of the problem underlying it all was that the, those commercials as 30-second, the original commercials mm-hmm. were so funny because they were this like 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 snapshot of an existence versus like actually watching. Like part of the joy of it was like, here's 30 seconds of right. these guys' world versus like now let's watch 22 minutes of this these guys' world. So, yeah. you know, I – I'm by the, and I enjoyed the process of I learned so much making that show, but then also was very happy for it to go away because my skin was. I was gonna say hours of makeup, me, right? Yeah, every day, like four hours every morning. Holy Jesus. shit! And that, and that's like before people were so obsessed with the phones, when you could just look down and be wildly entertained for four hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we had I had like a flip phone probably at that point. <laughs> so you just you're like I am the best snake player of all time. <laughs> or some of those like dentist office games, you know, the plastic. Yeah, uh, we listened to. I finally started getting. We started getting like. Um, I mean, I was trying to get everybody to listen to like This American Life <laughs> mixed results. But it was like you had to get someone to burn a CD Fuck. with This American Life on it. No shit. Yeah, because you did, there was no... Yeah. I mean, it sounds... I mean, I, I guess I'm sounding like an old man this whole podcast. was like, right. there were no podcasts. Yeah. I still can't really... Back when I was... Yeah. Back when I was making sitcoms. Yeah. It still blows my mind every time I say do say something like that, that there was like... I can't even remember really a time without cell phones but you know shit yeah i mean i had a, i think i from the time i moved to new york i had a cell phone but i didn't have one in college you know when you approached bill murray uh and this is a story i was getting uh-huh. at uh if you had uh you know selfie capabilities you think you would have snapped one before you asked him to watch you do stand up i don't think so i don't think so i, I but maybe because I, 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 I mean the amount of balls it would take to, to ask for a picture i feel like it took for you to ask him to I, you know it, it like I'm trying to think. I mean, I think like, you know, I think I, I was super misguided in doing so, but I think I was like, I never wanted to ask. The only people I've ever asked pictures, I think like one of the only people I've ever asked for a picture for was Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, I mean, how do you not? Right. So like no one, I don't think I would ever want a picture with someone who I aspired to be friends with. Right. Um, you want to see them on their level. Yeah, I think so, and I and I would tell all the folks out there the same thing. <laughs> yeah, um, like I guess it's I guess it's the same that there's like I try to put myself in people's shoes to be like, 
like really like you want a picture with me like what what will this be worth to you like what is this exactly worth mm-hmm. and then i'm like all oh, right like you met someone you liked and you want to take a picture with them just like i want a picture with dog the bounty hunter <laughs> <laughs> you know what was but then response? the question oh he was psyched i mean i was at like the charlie sheen roast or something like that nice. so um but I, you know, I wanted a picture with, you know, I guess it's like, it's a novelty yeah. to have a picture with someone who you like have watched. I yes. guess. But so I don't think I would have asked Bill Murray for a picture. I don't think. Can you tap in still to that feeling of like nervousness when you did ask him to come? That just to me is such a great story because A, I feel like it exemplifies a uh, necessary like proactiveness that you need right. like, when you're starting out. Right. You know? And so. Um, but I also think it's like, it's a perfect example of like, you know. It's it's like again it goes back to that thing of like it's the long term hustle of it like because mm-hmm. I don't like I don't love people being like hey man that you like I love your stuff here's my script like because it's like right like shit just doesn't really work that way like every once in a while but like really it doesn't work that way and truly it 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 happens through like a long time of hard work. Yeah. Like people think that they're going to hand their script to someone and like all of a sudden they're going to be like on top of the world. Like let's say you have a brilliant script like that. You, you know, that is great. It's like, okay, well that's going to take three years to develop and maybe you'll get an agent out of it. What are the other four things that you've written? Mm -hmm. So you have to, you have to just have done the fucking work. Yeah. So like, I don't know what, so while I respect, looking back on it i'm like oh good for me that i had some like the balls to like go and be proactive but like there was no reason for me to do that i had been doing stand-up less than a year i didn't have the material and if bill murray had been like you're the guy like you wouldn't have been ready i wasn't ready right i didn't have anything to back it up you know i'm gonna tell david letterman about you you're like great i gotta write a brand new seven minutes right so it's like it just was you know everybody has their own process and every once in a while that happens but it's like you know, it's like, you know, McBride, Danny McBride, like made foot fist way with like Jody Hill and, yeah. and those mm-hmm. guys so good. and like Farrell sees it and like McKay and, and those guys are like, we want to do a show with you. But it's not like they had made like a three minute short. They had made a feature film. Yeah. Yeah. So then it's like, yeah, let's go make Eastbound now. It's yeah. like they had they already had made a feature like right. you. It's like you just don't pop off of nothing. <laughs> yeah. That that and I, I I mean I got friends that come to me and say like hey Brad uh, I really want to be in movies I'm like motherfucker I want to be in movies sure so how about we do that first sure so do I <laughs> you know what I mean it's yeah. like you know it's not like it's just it just doesn't work that way it let me call doesn't... up the vice president of show business yeah. hello hello <laughs> I got I got this guy who bags groceries this what? guy he's so funny why is the show business guy always that guy whenever you do like it's it's always this guy yeah it's the Hollywood I don't yeah. know why I just I, I I like whenever and it's not fair to him but whenever I think of like the 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 this this like the lamest uh executive i always just picture the voice of john lovitz and yeah, like i course. said not fair to him but no, well he fair. looks like an old timey he does look like an old timey like jewy executive from like the 50s john lovitz from a league of their own to me is john lovitz Oh, yeah, <laughs> how great is that movie? Do you guys ever do the John Lovitz Comedy Club? Have you ever performed yeah. there? Yeah, how is it? I've never performed there. You know what? Uh, it's uh, closed down. It's done now. Yeah, it's done now. Wait, so. what? Yeah. Oh well, no, it's just podcast theater. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, oh, yeah. is it now? Pop you know, podcast. when it first started, I actually really dug it because hey, it was also just another room. You just needed spots. Yeah, so. and mm-hmm. uh, but I still I, I like the stage, and I think one of the uh, with the bottom half is all filled. It actually is. Uh, 
fun, but um, I think so- you're funny. Please play my club. Yeah, <laughs> this used to be BB King's. Yeah, is uh, he is he ever there? Was he ever there? Man, oh, all the once. time. Really? What? What? I saw him all the time. Really? Maybe for the from the. Uh, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to miss that Hawaiian shirt in the back. Would you ever open a comedy club? <laughs> Would you open a bar or anything? Like as Nick no. Kroll progresses and 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 builds no. his brand. No, I don't think so. I, I mean, I no. I mean, I think that that business is like real hard. That's some yeah. fucking tough. That is some tough business. Um, I. I think that you know, Bobby I, bottle service clothing oh line. Oh my god, I mean, this, that, would, that, that I would be down for. I feel like that could, would crush, quite honestly. Yeah, oh, that would, that would sell out in fucking man, I would Spencer's. Love it, yeah. man, <laughs> we just the pub, publicity. We just sold, started selling the the tumblers, like those little yes. sippy cups that they have. Oh my god! Um, and I'm sure that Oh Hello would open like a fish store if they were allowed to. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know that stuff is like. You know, it might be fun at some point to like. I like restaurants. I like, but I, but I think that that business model is like you. Once you open one of those things, it's like it just takes over your life. Yeah, and maybe at some point you're like, I'm ready to do take that. Let that take over my life. But Mm -hmm. you have to be like, Uh, yeah. uh, Speaking of Bobby, we we do we do this thing uh, every now and then with our guests uh, that that can do impressions. It's called a. Celebrity serenades, mm-hmm. where we ask them to do either an impression of a celebrity or a character that they do, and pick up a woman at a bar while we play smooth jazz music on underneath. And we and we <laughs> judging were by your face, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think. Well, I'm trying to think if I want to do a character or, or a a celebrity if I've got one. Yeah, like let's uh, Jonathan Kite from Two Broke Girls did Jeff Bridges. Uh, Jeff Richards did. Uh, uh, um, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, I think uh, Ari Spears did uh, DMX. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm trying to think if I want to do. I'll give you the. Uh, I've been enjoying do you do impressions. Have you? Not really. I mm-hmm. I like doing Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I've been doing. That's my one impression that I've been doing recently. So maybe I'll I'll do Sly for you. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, Adam, do you want to play the girl? Of course, and uh, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, be the bartender, and I'll be the bartender. And I'll I want to ask you this real quick before we do this. Sure. Uh, and I heard this on an uh, interview you did with Paul uh, F. Tompkins about how a lot of your characters. Like take themselves too seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, was that like which it was just such a great uh, observation? But mm-hmm. like as you're like creating them, I'm just so curious because that's used to be all before I really got into stand up and like developed a point of view. Mm-hmm. That's all I did was character stuff right. because I just it's know, I didn't know who I was, sure. and so I, it was more fun to be somebody else. Sure. Um, and so and for me, I loved characters that were just you know really flawed, but like were oblivious to it. Yes. and just weren't. You know, and kind of likable assholes, uh-huh. um, but were uh, um, almost very like Steve Carell in The Office, where they just like they saw the world through their eyes, sure, and they um, were very committed to yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I, so, I, I mean, think that's was there the, a theme in your that I, I'd say that 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 what what you're what you're saying is is largely where the characters come from. I seem to find that funny. I seem to find people who are unself aware. Of uh, that is tends to be very funny to me, and 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 within that, um, people who think of themselves as very important, yeah, um, when they're oftentimes not, um, and then vice versa, you know, very important people who turn out to be very unimportant or think know that they're quite unimportant or something like that, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that that I have the same thing, and I and, and I struggle with that with like as I go now back or you know waffle back and forth doing stand up where I'm like, Ooh, it's, it is so much easier to, 
being a character and you're like, I can immediately be like, I know what that character's point of view is versus establishing what your personal point of view is. Right. You have to share a lot more about yourself. And sometimes that's a lot scarier. You probably have a clearer vision of what Bobby Bottle Service thinks about global warming than what Nick Kroll thinks (laughs) about global warming. Yeah, I think that's very fair. And we did. (laughs) And and again, before we do this, but we didn't get to answer it earlier. But is he based on somebody like, is that just. Oh, no, it's just it's based really on it's based on. It's based on guys that I, you know, guys from where around where I grew up, um, and then really like, and and then, but every area of the country has their version of Bobby. So, A thousand percent, yeah, yeah. So it's like whether you're in, um, and then and then I came up with him before Jersey Shore came out, and then Jersey Shore popped, and so you're like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, but at first I was like bummed, like I was oh, like, oh, okay. now everybody's going to do this kind of guy, and then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I've got to jump on all of them. Were right, there people that were like, Jersey Shore's ripping off Bobby Bottle Service. Uh, well, I had maybe put out like one video and been had mm-hmm. done him around town a little bit. and But I had been watching as research for Bobby the like true life I I party at the Jersey Shore. Oh, shit. So like I, you know, but <laughs> yeah, you which know. was the precursor to Jersey right. Shore was like those MTV do- yeah. docs where they like they were all sharing a beach house in and that's when i, I think it was like Holy oh wow shit. this is a good yeah this is a this is a train wreck <laughs> right so so i was i was as i was building the character out i was i was watching that stuff they should have asked bobby bottle service to come like live in the house for a night we had yeah i mean i did some video with i don't think i dealt with them directly i did i i hosted this like jersey shore spoofed and those guys. Dude, I had a video on there. Oh, you did? It was I. Play, I did it for. Do you remember Comedy Time when it was going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, fucking Matt Coleman. You remember him? Yeah, he of used course. To, like, the improv. Um, I played like this MTV executive that basically addressed when when it was the whole. Oh, like, right. I, I was coming out like I was like Joey Martoni. I had long hair and slick back. Yeah, yeah. And it was basically yeah. like a talking to camera. You know, reading a prompter. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. Oh, you know, it was basically like you know, everyone's saying like the Italians like oh, we're giving right. them a bad yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, funny. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Got a, I mean, it was featured on that yeah, spoof thing. I remember so, that. Yeah, um, we. I think and the my, cast watched the videos. Yes, and the cast watched the videos, and they found it was so annoying, but perfect was like they didn't find me very. They didn't find Bobby very funny. <laughs> they loved like the cartoon that was like like everybody's like coming all over Snooky's face or whatever, <laughs> and they were like ah, and I was like oh right, like oh yeah, these they're, fucking idiots no, aren't gonna like my comedy, no, right? Because <laughs> and also I think yours is a little too. On point, to I guess them? so. I guess it's so. like uh, it's like I don't know what the fuck this guy's talking about. Yeah, they didn't. Need, they just all they said was like Bobby Bag of Donuts is what they were saying about me. I was like, all right, guys. I'm sure. Like, when you, I'm sure when you were like, for instance, in addition to, yeah, they don't get. They don't. They'd get be that. like, that's not how we talk. Yeah, I know. In addition to, yeah. What does I that think even I've mean? Since I've since met Vinny. Um, he's who, a cool guy. Who's a cool guy and he's got loves comedy. He's doing stand up. Oh, is he doing stand up? Dude, now? I met him at the Laugh Factory about a year and a half oh, ago. Oh, nice. And he was going on after me, and uh, and I, or no, he, I went up after him, and mm-hmm. so and he was it was his first time, and he was you know so I went up there and and uh, and I was like, man, give it up for that was really tough to whatever, and then I just started asking him questions about like I was like, hey man, you just gotta love me real quick before I before I go on the set. <laughs> When Snooky got punched, yeah, was there a small piece of you that was just like, "That's what you get," right? yeah. and he kind of laughed, and people were like, you know, and then he was like, "Man, she's my girl. I can't like, like yeah, 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 whatever." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "But you know, she's being a little. She can't, yeah, a little bit, you know." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but he was a cool guy afterwards. He's like, "Man, thanks for like, you know, it's really inspiring watching you guys do what you do." And, yeah, like, he's you know, a he, nice dude, man. He's he's done all. He's gone through all the classes at UCB. Yeah. and and um, so he's actually trying to do it like yeah. legitimately and not um, just saying, "I'm gonna wrap this up." Yeah, we gotta wrap it up. So let's do it. Let's do it up. Okay. So. <clears throat> All right, so Sly. Tell me one. 
Uh, excuse me, miss? Yes. Uh, this gentleman over here uh, just wants to buy you a drink. Oh, oh my God. Are you serious? Oh, hey. Whoa. Hey, hey you know, came over here and saw you over there. Wanted to get by your drink. I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. You want to? I get your name. Oh, um, Christina. Yeah, I'm Sylvester. You know, I'm Sylvester Stallone. Sly Stallone. Oh, oh my God. Oh, you're in those all those movies. Yeah, I'm Fra- uh, Frank Stallone's brother. <laughs> Wait a minute, Frank. Oh my God, Frank Stallone. He's not. He's in movie. Is he? Yeah, he wrote the music for uh, Staying Alive. You know, he's a good case. I don't know what that does is. a lot of pitches. Oh. Anyway, you uh, you got by drink maybe. Put yeah. You, put you in a uh, movie. Double vodka tonic, shot up a Patron, and a Bloody Mary on the rocks. Coming right up. Yeah, yeah. Just give me a rag. A a rag. Give me what, sir? Crack an egg. Put it in a glass for me. Did you say? Did you say crack an egg? Crack an egg and put it in a glass for me. All right. You're bleeding from your lip. Is that? Yeah, you know, I can cut my lip on uh, it. just, it's cracked its way, so now it's stuck. But uh, you know, gotta be honest, that's kind of hot. Yeah, you know. Do you get in a lot of fights? No, I've been in a fight in many years. You know, I put that away. You know, I save for the screen. You know, I've been doing Rocky Ten now, and uh, very excited about it. Uh, You're I'm, sweating I'm, a lot. Yeah, you know, I'm wearing this uh, three-piece suit, and uh, it's very triangular. I try to get. You look beautiful, though. You, oh, uh, thank you. You, have, you ever, uh, you, you ever uh, use a penis pump before? You know what? Normally, I would say no, but my stepdad has like a whole bunch. He used to work for a company that makes them. Oh, yeah, so I haven't great. like personally used it, but like I've seen it. Oh, it's great. You know, I would love to meet this guy and see if we got any deal on penis pump. Yeah, I go through about six weeks. So I that seems like a lot of penis pumps. Well, I like to have uh, sex with women. So I, oh, well, good thing I. I wore my dress that shows my tits off. Yeah, you got great tits. You know, do you I, like tits? I love tits. You know, I, I was married to Brigitte Nielsen a, oh, couple, yeah. a couple times. She and, had great tits. Uh, she had great tits. Uh, you know, it's what I look for in a woman is uh, you know great tits and. Uh, this might be super forward, but do you wanna do you wanna like feel my tits? Yeah, yeah, I would love to. You know, I love we, the opportunity to feel tits and uh, you know see how they feel and. Uh, we just me, wow, those feel great. Uh, let me take off these gloves. <laughs> <laughs> take off. Take out these boxing gloves real quick. <laughs> oh, that man, feel much better. <laughs> and see, oh, oh, nice Nick hey. Kroll, everybody. Uh, oh, such a pleasure. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, man. Uh, fucking, I don't need a penis pump. I'm rock hard. Right now. <laughs> rock hard. Obviously. I say this table just moved a little bit. Uh, oh. uh, all right, so where are you on Twitter? At Nick Kroll. At Nick Kroll. Website's nickkroll.com. Everything's Nick Kroll. Yeah. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Kroll Show Season Three, Comedy Central. 10.30s, Tuesday nights, Comedy Central. And the league will be back next year? league will be back. This is the last season of Kroll Show, by the way. Uh, what? All done. All done. This is it. So catch up. And you can watch, if you haven't seen the first two seasons, if you're, you know, if you're, uh, you know. If you're an idiot. If you're a fucking <laughs> shithead. Uh, you can, it's on the CC app, Comedy Central app and Hulu and iTunes and Amazon. Uh, but it's the last season, uh, so so get it while you can. And stand up uh your dates are on your website. Stand up, yeah. I'll You're be around. Get back on the I road? do like a monthly show, you know, and I'm around here, yeah. you know, at the improv or UC beer or the store Largo, place like that. Hell yeah. Okay. Nick Kroll, thank you so much for Thanks out, guys. Man. Thanks, buddy. It's been a pleasure.
listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.